Welcome to the fifth season of Better News, a series of special podcasts It's All Journalism is producing in partnership with the American Press Institute. I'm your host, Michael O'Connell. Better News offers strategies and case studies to help transform newsrooms. The effort is fueled by the American Press Institute and the Knight Lenfest Local News Transformation Fund. The goal of this podcast series is to highlight some of the useful research the American Press Institute has published as part of its Better News initiative. If you want more information about the initiative, visit betternews.org. The Colorado Ann serves 362,000 residents of Fort Collins in Larimer County, Colorado. The newspaper and its predecessors have served the area for 150 years. When staff reductions forced the Coloradoans' editors to rethink and eventually cancel their traditional opinion page, they realized they needed a new model to engage readers and drive subscriptions. Eric Larson, a Coloradoans' executive editor, recently wrote a report for Better News about a partnership that helped to turn things around. Eric, welcome to the Better News podcast. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Michael. <laughs> Thank you. First, tell me a little bit about yourself, uh, what got you interested in news, and what led to your current role at the Coloradoan. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I've, I've been here at the Coloradoan for 11 years now. I've been a, a journalist for the past 20. Um, yeah, I was a, a sports nut in rural Oregon on the Oregon coast, and I grew up reading John Canzano, who was a longtime columnist at the Oregonian and Rick Riley and just loved what they did and wanted to be them one day and started in sports and somewhere along the line made the transition into into news thanks to the good direction by any number of mentors and you know found a career and a path that brought me to Fort Collins which has been home for 11 years it's where I've you know met my family and really gotten to enjoy sharing the highs and lows of this really cool community at the foot of the Rockies it's beautiful country I've been in Fort Collins before so tell me about sort of what led up to you needing to decide to find a different approach for the opinion page. We all know what's happened in local journalism with the contraction of staff over the years. And, you know, I mean, I've been, you know, in journalism for 20 years and I've known probably 17 years of cuts. So as that happened, then I've been editor here for the past seven years. You know, we went from having a community editorial board that convened and, you know, we had community members and it was recruiting for them and it was a heavy lift and it was a job for someone to lead that and create that and, you know, keep it going. And eventually that job became not one person's job, but part of my job and then part of, you know, a smaller part. And, and I'll be the first one to tell you, I am not a good opinion writer. And I did not have another place to put it. And that was something that that kind of wore on me is, you know, Fort Collins needs this forum, but how do I provide it? Well, you know, frankly, looking at my staff and saying, well, first off, we need to make sure that we have someone out there giving you the news <laughs> so that we can provide those well-based opinions. So, I mean, that was really the that kind of constriction of those jobs into what I felt was something that I didn't necessarily have the time or talent to do to my standards in a traditional way. And, you know, our readers were telling me the same thing with our readership numbers. <laughs> so I said, well, we got to do something different here. 
And, you know, my thinking was too, is we had gotten into the same kind of old approach of where we had a small stable of opinion writers. They were traditionally the same people who write opinion pieces and you got to know them by name, but in a growing town of 170,000 people in a growing county of more than 360,000, I said, we've got to get more voices in here. So what did you do to sort of change the direction of the opinion page in order to engage more people? Yeah. So one thing that happened with, you know, our parent company, Gannett, which was really cool is we got, we had Facebook commenting on our site for forever. And Facebook commenting is Facebook commenting with all the good goods and bads that comes of it. But a number of years ago, Gannett, for at least a number of markets, signed up for the Coral commenting platform, which allows a better level of moderation. It has AI usage of just like filtering or at least flagging for moderators, personal attacks, you know, some vulgarity and whatnot. And so, you know, what we saw is it helped us raise the level of conversation in just our regular stories. And I said, well, we've got this tool that's hanging out here kind of in the background, you know, and we're not really playing with it. But what if we did something built around that, you know, to really build around on-site engagement you know, that didn't go through Facebook. It didn't necessarily go through the dispersed platforms, but it brought people back, you know, on site. And so I've always thought to me, like the best opinion offerings offer diverse perspectives. They offer point counterpoint, you know, and it's maybe sometimes all in one place. It's not the, hey, I'm going to read one person's perspective this week, and then maybe there'll be a rebuttal next week, and there'll be, you know, another rebuttal a week behind because, you know, we're tied into this very linear print publishing schedule. You know, this allowed us to, what we call Colorado and Conversations now, allowed us to react to news really quickly with a simple question. You know, say Fort Collins City Council is grappling with whether whether to change the city's occupancy ordinance. What do you think of that? You know, should they, should it be stricter? Should it be looser to help with the affordable housing crisis in Fort Collins? And then almost immediately, you could get a lot of context and people's ideas on, on that and then start to collate that, start to bring together people's ideas and and use it for ongoing reporting. Cool. What worked well there and what didn't? What's worked well is that we do have that immediate kind of back and forth. It's sped up the cadence of our opinion offering in some ways that we would have a question and then we would basically write, I wouldn't call it a community editorial quite, but it would say like, hey, we asked this question and here's all the here's all the the information that we got. And so we'd write it up and here are the major themes a large group of people are saying this, but someone brought up this question and these are things that we can bring back in our additional reporting too. So in a way, the ability of reader opinion to influence future reporting, that's been one of the the really great pieces of it. What hasn't worked as well as I would think is probably the same thing that you see with a lot of opinion forums is it's not as broad or diverse as, as I would hope. And I think that 
is a place that really takes, you know, more than platforms. It takes that hard, you know, shoe leather outreach to get in front of groups and, and individuals to say like, hey, this is a welcoming place for you, hopefully. So, you know, one of the things that's mentioned in the report you wrote for Better News is that you worked with Martine Carcasson, uh, the director of the Colorado State University Center for Public Deliberation. In what ways did he help the Coloradoan fine-tune its questioning? So Martine and the Center for Public Deliberation, I mean, this is what they do. I mean, they they bring groups together to deliberate what Martine will call wicked problems, right? They're problems that have no, no answer or solution, or they're just ones that are very, very hard to untangle because of the way, you know, our brains are wired. And so what he has done is provided constant guidance on like, hey, here's an approach that might work to this topic. You know, a lot of what we do with Colorado and Conversations is based on Fort Collins City, Larimer County policy decisions and what city council does, what county commission does. And so Martine has really helped us, you know, if I say, hey, Martine, I'm thinking about writing a question about this. And he might say, well, think about, you know, how you might frame that for deliberation, you know, for a deliberative conversation, not just, you know, something that will send people to their corners immediately, but leaves room for for that debate and hopefully, you know, which brings people maybe together. And then the other thing that he and his students have done, which has been critical to this, is we'll post the question, let it breathe for a while, usually over a weekend. And then what they've done when they're in session is they'll meet with us usually on a Monday and say, here's what we're seeing, you know, from these people who are trained in a deliberative process, you know, here's what people just aren't getting, you know, so maybe we need to report that out a little bit more. Here are the value, you know, statements that people are making, the places that there seem to be agreement, where there seem to be the most disagreement. What that does is help us frame kind of what we do with a recap of the conversation on like, we asked this question, here's what you came back with, we'll frame it in that way. And then, you know, that piece provides, you know, another avenue to continue that conversation. So, you know, what they've done is really help us with how do we create something in the short term that provides a deliberative process, but then how also do we do what, you know, what I'm not very good at sometimes is thinking of that long term, that long play of, you know, deliberation doesn't happen. <laughs> good community, you know, conversation doesn't necessarily happen in the span of a week from publication of one thing to the other. How do we keep that conversation alive and going? And especially if you're in a digital newsroom and you're you're updating your site every day, I mean, if you're just relying on comments to a story there'll be like a fire hose of, of comments and then it will stop, you know, and that's why, you know, having that second story presented where you sort of pull it all together is important to continue that conversation on. So can, can you give me an example of a deliberative question? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know if I can give you a very good one because I'm, I'm very new at this, but you know, one of the big questions around here, what's we've done a lot of this work around is, Fort Collins has gone through a really contentious process around a 20-year overdue update to its land use code. And Fort Collins, you know, staff came out with this 
proposal that would basically allow to increase density across all, all places in the city, you know, with accessory dwelling units, incentives for creating increased density and affordable units. And what a lot of residents in established communities said was, whoa, 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 whoa. We don't like this. It happened during COVID. We don't feel we were informed enough about it. And so there was a citizen petition that ultimately led city council to repeal this. And so what we started with was like, okay, you didn't like this. <laughs> you know, we, we know that people say, you know, opponents didn't like this, you know, so the deliberative questions would be, what changes do you want to see Fort Collins come you know, when they come back to you with this, what do you want to see? What don't you want to see? You know, not so much of the like, do you think this was wrong, but moving towards solutions. So once, you know, the city comes back to this, which they're in the process of doing, hopefully, you know, it can be something that the process, the conversation is more robust, that gets people to a place of at least mutual understanding of the of the forces at play. And so that's where we've tried to center a lot of our work. Now, my understanding is that there's some sort of events around the deliberative journalism project. Can you tell me about that? Yeah. So one of the things, you know, and this is one of the things that I've been most excited about, especially coming out of the COVID pandemic, when we lost all, <laughs> all touch with humanity, sometimes it seemed like, is through this Northern Colorado Deliberative Journalism Project, we're also partnering with the Poudre River Li Public Library District here. So they run a number of libraries here, and they've been gracious enough to say like, hey, we want to be a part of the community conversation, use our facilities. They're already a gathering place. And so what we've been doing is a monthly in-person event called The Scoop there. And usually what happens is we take a Coloradoan conversations topic, or we take a civic capacity building topic. You know, one was just simply how to ask questions for engagement. The upcoming one is how to listen better, things like that. And, and Martine, who is really good at leading groups through these interactive kind of sessions, will lead these. And, you know, they become conversations on local news. They become an extension of Colorado and conversations. But I mean, ultimately, you know, what I'm most bullish on is, I mean, they bring groups of 40 to 50 people together just to like say like, hey, we're going to have this type of conversation around things that we disagree on and it's going to be respectful. We're going to have the ground rules and, you know, and invariably people have come out of those with a good experience, you know, a good experience with a journalist, <laughs> you know, which is always, you know, good these days, maybe better understanding of some thoughts that might challenge them from their peers. You know, we're building that little community around civic deliberation that hopefully, you know, when they're involved, yeah, in that city council meeting or whatnot, they're armed with a few more tools to be, you know, active and and valuable participants. And that's great because true, you're if you're getting 40 or 50 people to come out to an event and discuss something, there's just a lot of power in that. Because you're facilitating it, you know, that reflects well on what you're doing. And 
you know, makes people a little more willing to listen and, and open their minds up to other things. So can you sort of expand on this partnership with the Deliberative Journalism Project? Is there anything else that you've you've done? You know, it's been fits and starts, but I mean, the things that have really worked there is, you know, the the collaboration with Colorado State University. And, you know, Martine has brought in, you know, people from poli-sci, you know, around the elections. We've brought people in from the arts and languages to talk about how we improve our reach with the Spanish-speaking population of Fort Collins, you know, and that's been kind of fits and starts there, but it's an ongoing effort. You know, we, on the CSU side, they've built classes around this work, around deliberative journalism, uh, and this idea of how we as journalists can be agents to improve that part of civic capacity. And so there are CSU professors working on, is this a next, you know, offshoot of journalism? We don't know. But, you know, might there be some people who are specifically trained in it in a way that I wasn't, who can, you know, run with it and, and do it much better? Probably so. So, you know, really, the idea has been, how do we improve the news ecosystem in Larimer County by, again, not acting as competitors, acting, you know, in a collaborative fashion. And, and we've, you know, it's been some really good engagement with other news organizations. Some have just said, no, I don't have time for that, which is totally uh, understandable. But I think we're building some connections here that also, you know, in the future will help with grant funding for this type of work. There are some things that we won't be competitive for as, you know, part of Gannett, whereas the Deliberative Journalism Project, maybe operating as a nonprofit, might be able to seek some community funding for some of this work. So we're just really looking at how we can grow that and how we can provide some more definition into where we go next to provide people the news they need and the opportunity to, to engage with it. You know, it's been seven months since you wrote the report. What's the situation now with the the opinion page and the engagement that you're having? It's always in flux. I always feel like, you know, in journalism. And, and we, this summer, we we had actually our, our lead city government writer leave for uh, Forbes. And that was, you know, a hit to this because sometimes... You know, if you don't do the reporting, you don't have that much to talk about sometimes. But we're we've worked to refill that. We have my colleague Rebecca Powell, who has really been, you know, one of the driving forces behind Colorado in conversations. She's a 21-year vet of the Colorado, and she's going to move into that reporting job and provide us really the basis of what we need to continue that. I'll take more of the lead in this conversations piece. We, you know, we live in a college town, so right about now is where all of the, uh, you know, everything changes <laughs> with with 30,000 students coming back in, and, and Fort Collins feels like a different place come mid-August into September, and that's when we're really going to ramp up some more of this, especially around we have an upcoming municipal election, our first one in November, they used to be in April, and so there's a lot of change there, and we really want to guide people through 
this because a lot of what we've been talking about in Colorado and conversations, these are going to be the issues on which this municipal election is won, lost, on which, you know, the ballot issues are passed or failed. So, you know, this is really the time for us to to gear up and re-engage after kind of a summer of of vacations and absences. I've been talking to Eric Larson, the executive editor of the Colorado and about how the paper partnered with Colorado State University to grow engagement to its opinion page and drive subscriptions. Eric, thanks for coming on Better News. Ah, thanks so much, Michael. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Better News, a co-production of the American Press Institute and It's All Journalism. API's Better News initiative offers strategies and case studies to help transform newsrooms. You can find out more about the Better News initiative and this podcast at betternews.org.